Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And we're here today <clears throat> to talk about a new documentary that is on Netflix. It's called Mucho Mucho Amor. Yes, the legend of Walter Mercado. So he uh, was an entertainer, Puerto Rican born, and had a show on Spanish language television where he was basically an astrologer. Uh, very flamboyant. Uh, he reminded me a little bit of a sort of a, a, a Spanish language uh, Liberace, mm. uh, somewhat androgynous, uh, sort of gender bending. Always gave very positive uh, astrological, you know, predictions uh, and whatnot. And had a little bit of crossover into the United States uh, in the '90s. It sounds like uh, based on what I saw in the documentary, I'd actually never heard of him before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's sort of the. It's about his life and his influence on you know, Spanish language television. Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing or hearing about Walter Mercado before, although I feel like I, I must have. He was. It sounds like he had a career here in the States and was on talk shows and stuff, and somehow I, I just kind of forgot or missed. Um, but um, I really enjoyed learning about him. I'm glad this documentary exists so that we can learn about him. And, and I think if you are a fan of him, you'll also really... In, um, like the documentary because it's, I imagine it'll be very nostalgic for you to kind of revisit a lot of the, the footage because there's a lot of um, footage shown from when he, you know, his heyday when he was a famous television astrologer and, um, and then for you know just being introduced to him like like I was, um, I found him to be very fascinating and um, you know I'm not into astrology at all. Um, I think it's all kind of silly. But I can understand how people might get some comfort from it, and I think he uses the um, he uses astrology in the best way that you could use it, which is to kind of be um, motivational and to spread love and and peace, and um, that seems to be what he was always about. And so, yeah, I kind of admired him for that. Um, what did you think of the movie? Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Um, yeah, I'm not. I don't believe in astrology either, and I'm not particularly religious. But I do feel like if these things, like religion and astrology, if they can be used to uh, comfort people and make people become better human beings, or mm-hmm. provide them with some hope, or you know, be able to look forward to the day and the next day, uh, then I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of sounds like that's what he was doing. And they even talk about in the documentary how he mixed multiple religions so he wasn't just going after you know one particular Mm -hmm. thing um and that's fine uh yeah so i um you know i I thought this was quite good it's interesting so we were about maybe not even 30 minutes in let me see how long this documentary was so it's an hour and 36 minutes i remember we weren't even we weren't even half an hour in and i did sort of i was a little worried i was wondering so I get the gist now, because within that first 20, 25 minutes, I mean, you got the gist. He was, Mm -hmm. you know, this flamboyant, androgynous uh, astrologer that was on Spanish language television, and a lot of people loved him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, so (laughs) what do we do with the next hour and 10 minutes or Mm -hmm. hour and 20 minutes, you know? Um, But it quickly ended up becoming very interesting, Yeah, at least to me, and I I found myself, you know, enraptured by the, the, uh, the contents. Yeah. Well, I think one of the interesting things is that, you know, he, he was known for being kind of, um, so he was this astrologer, he was androgynous, he was flamboyant, he was, you know, there's a camp, campiness to his 
performance, but it wasn't all that much of a performance because I, at least based on what we're seeing in this documentary behind the scenes and his home life and everything, he kind of just is that character. He lives that character. So kind of what you were seeing, if you followed him as an astrologer, that, that was him. I think that's, that's an interesting thing to discover. Mm -hmm. Um, I also just, you have to kind of admire his, um, his fearlessness for doing what he did at the time that he did it, where he did it, because he's from Puerto Rico and, and, you know, his astrology show was popular um, in Latin America. And that, um, unfortunately, that culture is not very accepting of homosexuality even today. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he never actually came out as homosexual, but I mean, he got that question a lot because yeah. it's pretty obvious. There's a scene they show when he was on a, a Spanish language television program, mm-hmm. um, and there were a bunch of young, you know, Latino men who were, to me, on the verge of bullying him. Kind of, they, at least based on the clip I saw, they were like, you know, so what are you? Are you gay? Or you know, what's what's your deal? And mm-hmm. I mean, I I felt very protective of him at that moment, <laughs> right. you know. Uh, and he handled it, seemed to handle it okay. But yeah, you're right. It, it, you know, and they even mentioned in this, I mean, one of the, you know, documentary interviewees um, says that it, it almost didn't matter that he didn't come out. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he, this was him presenting himself, this was his presentation. I mean, that kind of made a greater impact than if maybe he had just strictly, you know, come out. Sure. Yeah, and the movie, uh, the movie doesn't try to, like, probe deeper into that. Like, we hear his answer to that question. We hear... So he has a, um, an assistant who lived with him and for over 30 years? Or Long longer, time. 50 years. Yeah, his name was Willie. Willie. Um, and he, you know, took care of him. Sometimes, they said, slept in the same room with him. They lived together. They never were out as a couple, mm-hmm. and he gives his own answers to the question to that question. Yeah. And I don't know that you know we can we as viewers are skeptical of the, their true relationship. The movie doesn't really try to dig any deeper than that. It just kind of takes their answers and we we well, move on. A couple of things I thought about that. So one was you know it made me question my own because I mean I was sitting there during those scenes like okay so you know, <laughs> but. It made me realize, like, so does it really matter mm-hmm. in the sense, like, you know, I mean, on, on the one hand, I do think um, coming out is important, certainly, and, and being visibly, uh, you know, gay or lesbian or queer or whatever, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also just as fine if somebody doesn't want to come out, um, if they have, let's say, a choice and they, you know, they're not feeling like they have to be closeted, but they just say, hey, you know what, it's not your business. Mm-hmm. And then I was, I was asking myself, so does it really matter if I know whether or not Walter and Willie were having sex, <laughs> you know, or whether Walter has had sex with another man? I mean, does, does that ultimately matter to me? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also was interesting because they also talk about like, you know, whether, I mean, they even go a step further and ask, you know, are you a virgin? Yeah. And, I mean, at that point, I was like, okay, come on. You know, (laughs) what is the deal? And, you know, it did also remind me a little bit of Liberace because Liberace, I think, you know, people sometimes asked him about himself and he gave very coy Mm -hmm. answers. Um, But when I was watching this this documentary, granted, it's a very loving documentary, but I almost wondered if this was sort of a Mr. Rogers quality going on here where, Mm -hmm. you know, if you watched... um, 
that Won't You Be My Neighbor documentary from a few years ago, mm-hmm. uh, there were people interviewed who were like, you know what, some people didn't believe Fred was like that, but they're like, he was, and that was just, that was just him. Right. Um, and I wondered whether, in this case, whether that was just Walter Mercado, you yeah. know? And we find him sort of a hard person to believe in the sense of like, oh, come on, you're not really a virgin, or you and Willie really, <laughs> have, you know, you tell me you guys haven't slept together, but ultimately I'm like, well, maybe they have, maybe they haven't, maybe he's, you know... Never had sex. Maybe he has, and ultimately, I don't know if it really matters. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. You know, we all have our own lives, and we can, you know, <laughs> people find other people's lifestyle unusual, and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. And ultimately, I don't think it. I don't think it was the most important thing about him. Um, no. Yeah. No. No. I, what What's interesting about the documentary is. Um, you know he's what in his he he doesn't like to give his age but we find out he's in his 80s during mm-hmm. the filming of the of this documentary he's still very vital very smart um he does some interviews and he's very funny and um um joking and he, mm-hmm. he has a lot of humor um so yeah he he just was and remained a um a very vital force and it was um nice to see him that stage in his life, mm-hmm. um, still able to connect with yeah. fans and an audience and stuff. Like Even that. though he was in a great deal of pain, yeah. I mean, he had some health issues. But yeah. oh, they talked about he he got he really got a lot of energy from you know being in front of the camera mm-hmm. and also from fans and whatnot. You know? Yeah, I think a lot of people were probably like that. You know, I a lot of people he, like attention. So. I imagine he was very happy that this documentary was being oh, made. Yeah. I love that there's a scene where. You know, it, it turns out that there's going to be a, a retrospective of him uh, in Miami, mm-hmm. and I think I think it's Willie who's telling him about it. You know, like, hey, they're they're planning this. They uh-huh. want you to attend, and the look on Walter's face is this almost like this. Ah, oh, of course, <laughs> you know, of course they are. But you know, it's interesting. I'm usually turned off by narcissistic or egotistical people, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's probably he's got some of that. Mm-hmm. But with for some reason. I, I found it kind of charming about him. Well, and he wasn't using his narcissism in a negative way. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, I think he was. I mean, there's lots of shots of the interiors of his house, and his house is just covered with photographs and paintings of himself. <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely some narcissism, um, but it, I don't know. It almost seemed harmless. It seemed fun. It seemed part of the act, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't really an act it was really him yeah. I don't know I just I think the documentary was really well made there were really good interviews I like the way some of the interviews were structured where um, you feel a certain way about people who are being interviewed at the beginning and mm-hmm. then you feel very differently about them by the end yeah um, I also liked the the animations that were in it so it's oh, yeah. kind of it's kind of divided up into parts and each part is kind of described by this animated tarot card Mm-hmm. That comes up. I, I thought that was a really nice yeah, idea. Those were, those were good, uh, you know, segs between yeah, yeah. parts of it. Um, the, the crafting of this was good. Um, a couple things I want to talk about, though, with that. So one is, ultimately, I don't think this matters. But earlier on, they're, they're, they're just showing you, you know, archive footage of his show mm-hmm. and whatnot. By the way, he was a really handsome younger man. I'll just say that right now. But yeah. You know, it's showing him archive, you know, footage of a show and everything. And then it talks about, and then suddenly he disappeared. 
Yeah. And it's these different quick cuts of people being interviewed as regular folk, you know, mm-hmm. and they all have their theories about what happened to him. Um, and I had um, sort of very positive in, intonations of uh, Searching for Sugar Man, the one documentary yeah. from several yeah, years ago. Yeah, I thought of that too. Because... Um, that documentary was structured in such a way where like almost the first half you just heard about Sugar Man and you saw archive footage of him and you weren't sure whether you know what had happened to him right mm-hmm. and then boom there he appears in modern yes. day you know coming to his kitchen moment. window yes very yes. awesome and I thought to myself briefly because this is very brief I'm like wow so this is I wonder what did happen to him and then as quickly as they start pondering what happened to him boom you see him in modern day right. and I remember at first being kind of deflated about that because I'm like wow they have they are not going to build any suspense with this mm. They're, you know, it just goes from like, what happened to him? Oh, boom, here's what happened to him. Uh, but ultimately, I think it's worked out fine. Yeah, I think he is such a vital part of the documentary, the interviews with him, that it would have been, it would have done a, a disservice to hold him till the, till the last half of, mm-hmm. the, of the documentary. So it's good that they kind of answered their own question fairly yes. quickly. Yeah. So. And then the other part about how it was crafted... So if there's anything I was a little curious about was they, they mentioned how he was part of the Psychic Friends Network, yeah. which for me has negative connotations, yes. you know, um, <laughs> and that was, you know, something from like the early 90s where, mm-hmm. you know, you, you called a 900 number and were charged an exorbitant amount per minute to get a, you know, mm-hmm. fake little psychic reading. Mm-hmm. And Dionne Warwick's part of that, yes. and, which I don't think her, did her any credit. Um, so he was part of it, too. And I immediately was like, oh, what? Yeah. Uh, but then, before you can think too deeply on it, they quickly talk about, all of a sudden, it's, it's, it's footage of inter- people being interviewed talking about how he's kind of this babe in the woods, and he, he just likes to help people. He doesn't think about things too deeply or, or something like that, and he, he just kind of got swept up in this. And then they bring, I mean, quickly after that, they bring in uh, a part which makes him out to be a victim. I won't get in, I won't spoil it for people, but you know, they kind of make, they, they, they launched this whole section about how he was a victim. And I do think he was. Mm-hmm. But I thought to myself, particularly in, in hindsight, I'm like, that's a good job there. Because you obviously love your subject. Mm-hmm. And this could be a dicey area to yeah. talk about. But you, the way you craft this is to quickly yeah. shift over into another area, which, you know. I mean, they, they introduced it and then quickly moved on, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and they even... You know, they even juxtaposed um, him saying, oh, we don't do like cheap stuff like lottery numbers and stuff like that with a Psychic Friends commercial where he's promising exactly that. Yeah, this woman says she won $9,000 at a casino based on what he told her. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, big contradiction there. He's not completely innocent there. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think he was, he's, he's, was generally kind of a trusting and naive, rather naive person. Mm-hmm. And I think... He was a victim um, at times. Um, I don't know. I feel like in the case of Psychic Friends, he maybe knew what was happening. But um, but yeah, you know, no one's perfect. I think in his general motivation throughout his career was to spread positivity. And um, I think that comes through. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, so what do you give this out of uh, 10? I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Same here. So our score is a nine, and it is on the tomato meter. It has a critic score of a hundred percent, an audience score of ninety-eight percent. Yeah, everyone likes this one. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that's good. I, I think it's really touching. I almost was moved to tears at a certain point. Yeah. So I think it's uh, I think it's quite good. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you.